and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel. I'm here with my man Ghost, and we are here looking at the Friday eight eleven. Eight eleven. Here we go. Good movie. Lucky number seven. <laughs> if you haven't seen a very good movie, we're here looking at the eight seven. MLB DFS slate, which is a very, very big one. I think we counted about 13 games uh, tomorrow. That's on that main slate from 7 to about 9.40, 9.45 in the evening. So it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be interesting. We're going to have a lot of fun, which means it's a little easier to be contrarian. It's a little easier to be different, especially in some of these large field uh, tournaments, some of these GPPs we're entering in. But Ghostman, how excited are you for a, fri- a giant Friday MLB DFS slate? There's absolutely nothing better. I mean, you're it, it's the end of your work week, and uh, you get a nice cold beer, and you, you get to watch baseball all night on a Friday night. There's uh, there's nothing better. Nothing better than that. It's only, if you can set up your TV outside, because I think it actually might be a nice, uh, <laughs> nice evening out here. Uh, I think that would be perfect. And you know, ghost. If I if I was ever allowed back into Canada, and that's not a me thing, that's like a United <laughs> States thing. I would come and hang out with you and drink a beer with you. I'd even bring a beer. Uh, I think that part's more important. But let us get into it. We have a fun, fun slate ahead. So we have some pitching, and even with all these games. There's still only really a few pitchers that we're going to be keeping our eye on because there's a few very high strikeout guys, which we're excited about. And some of these punt plays, like we don't want to go too far down because it's going to be a little chalky and you're going to need to have some of these good pitchers. And some of these guys that we go down the list for really aren't doing too much for us or they're playing in a bad ballpark or they're playing a team that we don't really want to face. So it's uh, not as as fun as some of these other slates that we've had um, with our good friend Adam. He called out that uh, Cincinnati pitcher, uh, Antone or something or other, and that dude was just lights out at $4,000, which was pretty sweet. But I think today is going to be a little bit easier uh, in terms of pitching. So let's just start right at the top. We have Trevor Bauer at 11-4 over here on FanDuel, Jack Flaherty at 10-5, and Aaron Savale at 9-3. Uh, talk to me a little bit about these guys. Ghost, uh, all three of them I think are definitely in play, but... Which ones are you liking a little bit more than the others? Uh, Trevor Bauer is going to be the guy tomorrow. I mean, he'll uh, he'll most likely draw most of the ownership out of, out of the uh, the upper echelon of, of of this pitching group here, and and rightfully so. I mean, uh, if, if 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 his team would let him pitch two hundred times in a game, he would. Uh, not not that it would take him two hundred pitches, of course, to get through a nine with uh, with how efficient he can be. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes he uh, okay. he struggles to find. Uh, the plates and he he does issue a few uh, free passes more more than we would like uh, for MLB DFS. But no, I mean he he's a guy that's uh, that's extremely resilient and he you know he's going to be out there on the mound for for six plus innings, uh, barring a colossal disaster. And I I just don't see that happening with Milwaukee. Um, Christian Yelich has been virtually invisible this season, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, granted, I mean the, he he does deserve uh, somewhat of a free pass. Ca- uh, as do a lot of these guys, uh, given the circumstances that they're playing in and the distractions from other teams and whatnot. So, uh, but when, when when you see Christian Yelich uh, go up to uh, to at bat and he, uh, yeah, it was actually excuse me, it was Christian Hira who went up uh, at bat with, with two men on, and they purposefully walked Christian Hira to get to Yelich with the bases loaded. That's when you know that uh, that you're struggling, right? So. Um, Trevor Bauer is in an elite spot here and he, he, he's by far the top target. Um, Aaron Savali is one that's going to be interesting. I mean, he's not exactly, uh, a name that you think of when you think of the Justin Verlanders and the Clayton Kershaw's and the Garrett Coles and the Jacob DeGrom's and of, uh, of the MLB. But I mean, uh, back-to-back starts with, uh, with nine strikeouts, he's put up 40 and 49, uh, points respectively over on FanDuel. 
Uh, he's he, he's gotten back to back quality starts, going six innings strong, and uh, he has faced the White Sox earlier this season, uh, where he went six innings. He did allow seven hits, but on Fandle, that doesn't matter. Uh, over on DraftKings, that may cause a problem, but again, when he struck out nine in that game, it doesn't really matter, right? So um, Chicago does have uh, uh, an offense filled with potential, if I could say so. Uh, guys like Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, and of course Moncada and and the rest of the team there, but they strike out at some uh, at some absurd rates. So uh, Savali wouldn't be uh, the worst pivot when you're entering these large field tournaments. Yeah, um, and just to to not put it lightly, uh, we looked up right before this: Edwin Encarnacion at striking out at forty percent, Luis Robert thirty percent, Grandal over twenty five percent, McCann over twenty five percent. I mean, uh, Eloy um, Jimenez not so great either. Like it is insane what these guys are striking out at, but they're also hitting the ball. So it's kind of a boomer bust type offense. So watch out a little bit, but I think I'd totally agree with you there. One thing, uh, Jack Flaherty, um, because the Cardinals were essentially quarantined in their hotel rooms by themselves, he had to throw bullpen sessions into a mattress that he put up against a wall <laughs> to keep his arm. And we laugh at it because it's funny, but it's also the world we're living in. And I, I honestly do feel bad for the guy. Cause that just sucks. Like that is terrible, but he seems to be okay. I'm probably going to wait. You know, let's wait and see what he looks like again. We don't really know, you know, how, you know, obviously he was stretched out to begin the season, but then you don't play for, you know, a while. And I know he's a pitcher once every five, but man, you know, just sitting in your room, not doing anything is not probably not the best thing for your arm in general. So yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be an it, interesting one. It's definitely a great point that you bring up simply because he, he's a guy that's a very talented pitcher and, and, and one, one of the best in the league when, when he's really on his game, but uh, do, do do we see him go six plus innings? I mean, exactly. it's uh, it's not necessarily the chance that we want to take in those large field tournaments. So uh, I agree with you 100% there. Um, if, if you want to take a couple shots, if, if you're max hiring these 150 lineups, I mean, uh, why not? But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that one. Yeah, and especially with his price tag at 10.5, five, uh, second most expensive pitcher on the slate here on yeah. FanDuel. It's a little expensive. So well, there is one value play that Ghost is liking a little bit, um, and it, it is a Colorado picture. Uh, Antonio Sensatella, but he's not pitching in Colorado. He's pitching in Seattle, which is actually an awesome pitcher's park, which is fantastic. So tell me a little bit about why you like that this guy, and is it really just the fact that he's going against the Mariners? Uh, it, it, his matchup definitely has something to do with it. Uh, obviously, if uh, if they were playing this one at Coors, he would uh, he would get a huge decrease in uh, in his projections and whatnot. But uh, being on the road is actually a good thing uh, for the Rockies, not necessarily for their hitters, but um, I'm sure their pitching staff absolutely loves pitching on the road uh, versus at home. Um, Antonio Sensatella is a guy that uh, it, it, it's less so of uh, of an analytical pick and more of uh, when when you watch his, his game tape. He, he's shown some nasty stuff really in this uh, in this shortened season, and he's a guy that could rack up some strikeouts versus a uh, a mediocre lineup, to uh, to say the least. Yeah, and they strike out a lot too in in Seattle, so I think that's a it's a fun place to play. As I said, a couple other pitchers on the slate not really doing too much. It's the fact that they're playing in different ballparks, or they're you know Ryan Weber who are just terrible, Jeff Samarja going against the Dodgers. Uh, hint, hint on who we're going to be building some stacks around. But it's it's a weird again. The slate is gigantic, but there's only a few pitchers that I'm really wouldn't willing to put my money on the line for, and it's really those three guys. Obviously, as you said, Ghost, if we're at max entering even twenty, I'd take a couple of flyers on. Jack Flair, you don't know. He he is absolutely talented enough to go out there and do what Tyler Glass now did the other night, four innings, 10 Ks or whatever it was. So the possibilities are there. But 
let's look at some of these stacks. It's going to be a fun one, as I said. Uh, and as our good friend Nick Brettwish at Sticks Picks always likes to do, if Jeff Samarja is pitching against the Dodgers, you stack the Dodgers. Um, and also our good friend Brian Tulock, Tulock Sports, says that as well. He just always stacks the Dodgers. But uh, let's look at this lineup. Looks like Mookie Betts should be back, so I think we'll be okay there, but definitely be paying attention for that. Um, the top four of these dudes are real expensive. Cody Bellinger at 43, Mookie Betts 42, Max Muncy 39, Co- Co- Corey Seager, who has been red hot to start the season at 37. Uh, you drop down to Justin Turner around 32, Jack Peterson 31. Here on FanDuel, we can put four of these dudes in a lineup. Um, so how are you looking to make this Dodgers stack, to, considering that we're most likely going to be paying potentially a lot of Trevor Bauer? Um, Mookie's dealing with, uh, with a finger injury right now. I mean, it, it's possible that we see him return to the lineup, but I'm, I'm going to take the wait and see approach with him. Uh, uh, it, it, in baseball, I, I feel like it's a sport that that's probably one of the most concerning injuries. It's, it, it makes it a lot harder to grip the bat. And especially when you're near the end of your recovery, sometimes you're, you're itching to get back out there and you're, you're still playing with, uh, with your fingers taped in your gloves and whatnot. So um, I'm probably not going to have all that much Mookie. Uh, it, it would be more Cody Ballinger at the top. But uh, if you're loading up on Trevor Bauer, there's plenty of value to, to be had over at uh, in the bottom of this lineup. I mean, uh, depending on who gets the start, uh, if, if Will Smith is there sitting at 2,600, he would be a great target. Uh, and of course, Kike uh, <clears throat> Hernandez at 2,700 is, uh, is a great play, especially at the second base position, which is often very thin over on Fundle. Yeah, and, and I think that those are some really nice plays that we can do there. As we said, the top of this lineup, we know what the Dodgers do. We really don't have to go over it too much. But Corey Seager, again, red hot. Justin Turner cooled off a little bit, but still doing well. Um, and did you see that Chris Taylor throw the other night? My goodness, that was just an awesome throw. I know that it has nothing crazy. to do. But the cool thing is a really good friend of mine. Uh, that's his cousin. So we talk about him all the time. It's actually kind of funny. So I uh, we're all only one degree away from Chris Taylor okay. right now. Um, So let's hop over another one of these fun ones that we're looking at. We have the Minnesota Twins going up against the Kansas City Royals and Jacob Junis. These twins, again, they mash the ball. They smash the ball. And we're having a lot of fun playing them. Some days they, they're a little bit better than others. Nelson Cruz, I think, went over 3, over 4 yesterday, which is, hey, it is what it is. It's going to happen. But he's been red hot to start the season as well. Looking at these Twins lineup, um, I mean, not too, too much, not nearly as expensive as these Dodgers. So I feel like you can get a lot more of these guys in if you'd like. And uh, and, and they definitely have just as much potential as the Dodgers on on almost any given slate, depending on uh, on which pitcher they're facing, of course. Um, right at the top, like you said, it it, uh, it starts with Nelson Cruz. Um, he's a guy that could have a, uh, a slate-breaking performance, to say the least, when he puts up uh, the 73.3 points that he did on the uh, on July 26th, of course, but um, other days he could uh, he could throw up a donut. Uh, he, he's a guy that's that's very aggressive at the plate, right? So um, he, he's more of a boomer bust play. But of course, when you're looking for those takedowns, you need guys that that end up hitting home runs. And Nelson Cruz is definitely one of those guys. Uh, um, Max Kepler is a little bit expensive, but again, in, uh, projected to be in that leadoff spot. He's a guy that's uh, that, that's going to be one of our top targets. But there's plenty of value to be had. Uh, guys sitting around the three thousand dollar range and below. Uh, you can get right to the core of the middle of this lineup. Uh, Eddie Rosario, Miguel Sano, Jorge Polanco, and Donaldson. Um, they, they all make for elite targets when you're stacking a team. And uh, pre- preferably you want guys that are relatively close uh, in batting order. So um, I'm all for going for a, uh, for a nice two, three, four, five stack, uh, something like that with the Twins. And it's surprisingly good value for, uh, for such a potent offense. 
Yeah, it is surprising that they are as cheap as they are. Um, you know, we also saw this past day, Miguel Sano, I don't know if you saw, but he, uh, the announcer said he broke left field. Uh, I don't know if you <laughs> saw it, but it was a pretty awesome video. He smashed a ball. And because there's no one in the stands, you can hear everything. It legitimately sounds like he broke the wall, which was a lot of fun. Oh, so those, those are probably going to be two of the more owned stacks. Of course, there's a lot that we can do on this slate. We can get weird. We can get contrarian. Not that we have to get too contrarian because, again, there's so many players. Um, but we definitely want to give you guys a couple other stacks just so that you're really paying attention and really doing your thing. As I said, the um, Boston Red Sox are throwing out a gentleman by the name of Ryan Weber. Uh, he has played in two games and is averaging minus three points here on FanDuel. So averaging minus three points here on FanDuel. Let me just say that one more time for everybody in the back. Um, looking at this Toronto, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Buffalo Blue Jays lineup. Uh, <laughs> you can definitely find, I mean, Kevin Biggio at second base, uh, 3,500. As you said before, maybe a little expensive. Rest of the lineup, though, you know, you definitely can find some value in here and really put it together if you would like. Where are you looking specifically to, how are you looking to target Ryan Weber, Ghost? Uh, yeah, just to uh, to add to the Ryan Weber uh, uh, picking on him kind of yeah. uh, minute or two that we're going on here right now. He's allowed 10 hits and seven walks in two games. I mean, he's, he's a guy right. that uh, he, he, he hasn't made it out of the third inning, right? So... Um, the, the Jays tend to go under owned, uh, on, on a lot of these massive slates simply because they don't necessarily have the most potent offense in the league. Uh, they, they are rebuilding with a lot of young core pieces, but, uh, in a spot like this, uh, I'll, I'll definitely have some Jays if it means me, uh, getting either a twin stack or a Dodger stack with them and, and pairing them with, uh, with either Savale or, or Bauer and, and some of the pitchers that we had mentioned earlier in the show. Um, but for, 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 in terms of the batters that we're going to be targeting here, it starts with Bo Bichette. Um, he came on strong last season and he's, uh, he's continuing to do his thing here, uh, in, in this shortened one. Um, he, he primarily hits lead off and he, he can actually hit some home runs too as well. So he's shown power off the bat. Um, he's got some good contact and, uh, hopefully he could draw a free pass or two, uh, given that Ryan Weber simply, uh, either gives up a hit or walks every single batter that he faces. So. Um, if Bobichet can get a free pass or two, I wouldn't be surprised. And uh, he he could he could definitely swipe a bag or two, which is uh, a massive boost uh, over on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, Vladi hitting either cleanup or in that five spot is a guy that's uh, not in the same vicinity as Nelson, uh, Nelson Cruz in mm -hmm. terms of uh, his his ceiling, but uh, he he's pretty much the same kind of way that uh, when he's on, he could go uh, two for two with a single and a double and, and even manage like a walk or two. Uh, whereas when he's off, he could go a nice 0 for 4 with a uh, with a three strikeouts or two strikeouts and a, and a brutal pop fly, something like that, right? So um, he's a guy that I'm definitely going to be uh, taking a shot on tomorrow, uh, given his uh, his matchup versus Ryan Weber. But there's even more value to be had uh, lower than guys like Bobachet and Vladi and uh, players like Lord Goriel Jr., uh, Randall Gritchick, even Travis Shaw. Um, hitting in the core, the middle of the lineup are, are going to be guys that you can target for cheap and really stock with with one of these elite stocks and like, get a get one of the best pitchers on the slate on top of that. Yeah, I, I think that is uh, it's it's definitely going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be pretty interesting to see. And I'm I'm always a fan of um, you know looking at these things. So as of right now, here on FanDuel at least, it doesn't show who is pitching for the Blue Jays. I know you're up there in Toronto. Um, do you have the uh, the insight on who might be taking the hill for that? Uh, let me check. I am in Montreal, so I'm not that far. Oh, but, okay. uh, 
I mean, I'm in America, so everything in Canada is right next to each other. Exactly. You know that, it's, right? it, 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 it's really not that far, but um, yeah. tomorrow for the Jays, I would assume, uh, let me double check here. Because, I mean, this Red Sox team, I mean, their pitching is terrible, but their offense isn't that bad. I mean, they, you definitely make a Red Sox stack here and there, depending. I know we had Nate Pearson and we had um, we had Hunjin Rayu recently, which is nice. So I don't really know who's third or fourth in that rotation, but I don't know. Just kind of curious, maybe being really contrarian and play a little bit of a Boston stack couldn't hurt too. Uh, yeah, it, it, especially with their prices that are up there. I mean, people are most likely going to flock to to the Dodgers and and teams of the Astros, uh, teams of the likes of the Astros and the Twins and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, be, uh, pairing pairing Boston with another low own stock that we're about to talk about uh, wouldn't be a bad idea for for some of these large field tournaments, right? You never know when uh, when somebody can just uh, absolutely explode on that Boston team. They have a lot of talent with JD Martinez and Xander Bogarts and Michael Chavez and 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 a bunch of these other players, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to that in large field tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, J.D. Martinez, we don't have to talk too much about him. He's not off to the best start <laughs> in the world, but dude is just a professional hitter, uh, which is like one of the funniest things to say in baseball, because obviously they all are, right? But uh, Xander Bogarts just had two dingers the other night. I mean, that's, I mean, if that doesn't help you in MLB DFS, you you made a very bad, bad lineup in that case. So <laughs> it is what it is. But do you, did you um did you talk to your sources, Ghost? Do we know who's pitching tomorrow? Um, I would imagine that it might be, either showmaker or Tanner Rourke. Uh, I know that Trent Thornton is injured. Um, it's possible that we see Ryan Barucki out of the pen, but I, I, I don't really imagine it. I, I would most likely say that one of Matt Showmaker or Tanner Rourke at the start, but uh, yeah, the, 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 those would probably be one of the two pitchers that I would think of. That's good to know. If it is one of those bullpen games, then maybe that makes that Boston stack a little bit more interesting as well. So, especially um, if Baraki takes the mound. I mean, if yeah. if Baraki does get the spot start where it ends up being uh, sort of like a bullpen game for them, uh, the the right-handed Boston bats could absolutely go to work. But uh, right now, I, I I would imagine it, it it's going to be Tanner work uh, on the okay. back. Cool, cool, cool. And that is Ghost um, Insider. Blue Jays insider, uh, our man, Ghost. So last stack, we wanted to get a little weird with it. We wanted to shout out our good friend, Brian Tulock at Tulock Sports. He hates John Lester. Um, it's very public. I don't know what John Lester did to him. Um, I, I honestly have no idea, but he hates him and he rides against him. And I'm very excited to see his article that comes out because I am confident he is going to have a Cardinal stack. So let's just beat him to it, right? So the Cardinals haven't played uh, in the month of August yet. And as uh, as we're looking, it's going to be the seventh tomorrow. So that is clearly a very big day off. We already talked about Jack Flaherty a little bit and what he's had to do. But still, you know, these Cardinals, it's not a great look. They're, they lost Javi. They lost... Uh, Paul DeYoung, both to uh, COVID-19. They're going to be on the IL for a little while. Paul Goldschmidt is kind of expensive. Um, he is a right-handed bat going up against um, John Lester, so maybe that's the place you want to be. But if we look down, man, everybody on this Cardinals team is 27 and under. So if you are looking for a Dodger stack, this is the place to come if you want to get everybody that you would like. And if Mookie Betts does play, you, this is still probably, probably the possibility to get him in here. So talk to me a little bit about these Cardinals ghosts and uh, why, why you might be a little interested in playing these guys. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be a good, uh, a good co-worker and a good friend to Brian if I didn't mention them uh, here on this pod, right? So uh, we, we all know his, uh, 
his passionate uh, hate for for John Lester, and of course, it's even his picture I think in Discord. So yep. that's a uh, that, that that's definitely a funny one. Every time uh, he sends somebody a message or or he types in the MLB channel or NBA, whichever one he's in, of course. But um, it, it it's just purely attractive from the standpoint of uh, both price and the fact that mostly nobody's going to be on them. I mean, we can't be looking too much into ownership uh, this far ahead of Locke, but. Um, exactly like what you said, they haven't played in over a week uh, with some uh, shenanigans and, and, of course, dealing with uh, COVID cases in their team. And thankfully, they didn't put uh, the season in, in, in jeopardy that, that we could say today, but they had uh, about a week ago, that's for sure, right? So um, I, I don't see St. Louis coming in. At, uh, it, it, it would be a shock to me for, the, for them to even reach 10% ownership uh, on a slate like this, given how big the slate is and that they haven't played in a week. So it, it does make it interesting to kind of load up on some top-heavy bats. I mean, if, if you could get uh, Max Muncy, Cody Bellinger, and, and a guy like Corey Seager, or, or even Mookie, if you, if you want to take that chance on him, and then even go with like a Nelson Cruz one-off or something like that because you're, you're building a 4-3-1 stack. Um, I'm, I'm all for taking a shot on these Cardinals. And exactly what you said, they're, they're pretty much all 2,700 and below with the exception of, uh, of Goldie. And, Going up against a lefty in, uh, in John Lester, you have uh, Tommy Edmond, uh, who should be leading off. Or uh, so- Sometimes they move around the lineup, but uh, he should be leading off, and he- he's a switch hitter, so uh, he-, he should be fine to go up against, uh, against Lester. Tyler-, Tyler O'Neill has, has uh, some-, some deceptive power off his bat, if I could say so. I mean, he's a guy that could, uh, that could definitely slug one, and he hits right in the core of that lineup, usually right after Goldschmidt or maybe... Uh, Maybe in that five spot, if Goldie moves up to the three, um, Colton Wong is uh, is a player that that typically hits for contact. Uh, but given that he's got that lefty on lefty split, is not somebody that I'm going to have um, all that much interest in. But of course, Dexter Fowler sitting there at the very same price is is somebody that we could talk about, right? So um, all all these guys are, are worth mentioning. And uh, oh, I actually forgot to mention Harrison Bader, uh, who's near 200. minimum price. Twenty-two hundred for Harrison Bader. Is he uh, going to give you the same amount of points as Mike Trout? Absolutely not. Um, he's currently batting, uh, I think, under one hundred right now. So okay, he's not exactly he's not exactly the most popular name, but uh, he can swipe a bag. He could get on base when he wants to, and hopefully, he draws a walk or two. Uh, he get he, he might not even have to get a hit for for him to hit value, right? So. If he draws one walk against Leicester and he ends up stealing a base, I'll take those eight points all day long. Exactly. And then playing him makes it much easier to play a guy like Mike Trout. Um, so Absolutely. That part's pretty important. So <laughs> thank you very much, Ghost. Of course, make sure to be on the lookout uh, for everybody's articles. We're probably going to have three or four that come out. Obviously, Brian with Picks and Pivots. We got Matt Rogers talking a little FanDuel specific as we just did here today. We have Adam Strangis with his 3K. So if you're looking for strikeout props, dude's been on fire this year. So he's been he's very, very positive uh, in, in that way, which we're excited about and then um we have aces and bases so our, that's my favorite one i think it's the funniest name of course but it also goes <laughs> Absolutely. Over top aces for the slate top uh top stacks as ghost and i may have just done so we're just trying to give you a little overview they'll give you a lot more information a lot more statistics uh but they're probably just not as fun as you and i go so you can't blame <laughs> them. you can't blame them for that though but please ghost tell us where we can all find you on the internet um, at DFS underscore ghost over on Twitter. And of course in the, uh, in the wind daily, uh, discord chat with, uh, 
with a bunch of the other guys, the MLB chat is popping all day long. And pretty much when one slate ends, the chat already starts uh, talking about the next one. So make sure you get in there uh, with the team. When the one slate locks, we're already talking, starting to talk about the next one, which is always fun. You can find me at Michael Raziel one. Make sure to follow us at Wind Daily Sports. Make sure to also hop over to WindDailySports.com. Three days free, all access to the website. If you go to WindDailySports.com backslash learn daily, you get it all for free. The projections, the articles, and the expert chat where you get to hang out with us, make a little money, and sweat some stuff out, which is always fun too. But for Ghost, for everybody over here at the incredible team, for myself, thank you all very much, and we hope you make it a very profitable evening. <laughs>